from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Hey everybody, and welcome to a hot summer night full of Ask an Engineering. It's me, Lady Ada, broadcasting live from the Ada for headquarters. That factory you see behind me is on a green screen. It's real. This is where we do all of our testing, shipping, coding, manufacturing of all the electronic goodies that you love to make with and follow tutorials thereof. Uh, with me is Mr. Lady Ada here on Camera Control. We've got a jam-packed hour full of fun. We've had so many guests and visitors and special events on Ask Engineer, but this week it's classic. Just me and Mr. Lady Ada. So let's kick it off. What's going to be on tonight's show? On tonight's show, the code is the mask. Whoa. We'll tell you why a little bit later. Oh, because I'm off. Jim Carrey. I'm just going to pull in. Yeah. Um, Jim Carrey will be stopping by later. Okay. Um, 10% off in the Adafruit store all the way up to 11.59 p.m. Eastern time. That's everything except for gift certificates, Adabox, and Codecademy classes. It supports us, an open source hardware company here in New York City, where we pay people. And we have health benefits, and we have paid days off for charity, and all sorts of good things that's only possible if you buy something. But if you buy something, save 10% off. Show and tell. People around the world showing and sharing their projects. Lady Ada will talk about who showed up on the show and tell and what they shared. We have some JP show as well as some Make Code Minute and some previews and more. Got some Python on hardware news. Uh, we just celebrated Circuit Python Day, so we have a recap of that and more. 3D printing, some videos from Noah Pedro. Min York City factory footage, footage from Adafruit, New York City, right here. We have some new products. We'll answer your questions. We do that over on Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord, where you can join 13,000 of us. And there's probably a topic or something that's interesting to you, even if it's not about what's going on on your video screen right now. So check that out. We're there all the time. We'll do some top secret. We'll give away something. All that and more on, you guessed it. Dun, dun, dun. Ask an engineer. Yay. Okay, well, let's uh, quickly do some paying some bill stuff. So don't forget the code is the mask. Use that on checkout before 11.59 p.m. tonight. And there's also free stuff. So um, good news, there's free stuff. Um, other news, we ran out of rulers last week. So those are gone, which we expected because it was a really popular It was so actually only for CircuitPython Day, so we only had yeah. them for like two days. But um, in lieu of lures, uh, <laughs> in, lieu of, in lieu of rulers. In lieu of lures. Yeah. That's a hard sentence to say. We have um, stickers. We have a, a sticker at the $49 tier. Yes. Okay. So we got some freebies. $49 or more, you'll get a free Blinka sticker um, while supplies last. Uh, this high-quality vinyl sticker. To tell, if you're like, where do I download CircuitPython.stuff from? And it says CircuitPython.org, you won't forget. Uh, uh, $99 or more, you'll get a free Promoproto half-size breadboard. That's the uh, white PCB you see there. Just like a solderless breadboard, you can take your project solder onto here when you're done with it and to recycle your solderless breadboard. $199 or more you get free UPS ground shipping in the continental United States. That's high quality trackable insured shipping with a guarantee uh, uh, you will get it within a weakness rather than postal which is not always guaranteed. And then um, Circuit Playground Express at $299. That's our all-in-one development board that runs CircuitPython but also Arduino, MakeCode, CodeBlocks, uh, MicroLisp, Golang, all sorts of good stuff. You can run a whole bunch of different languages on it. And it's great for beginners or experts because it had all the sensors and LEDs already built in. You get buttons, NeoPixels, microphone. Uh, we might even try to get some machine learning Maybe not on experts. This. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, okay, to dis disagree with you. Oh. Experts don't like it. It's too easy. Too easy. They're it's like, too easy. They can't gatekeep you away. Don't like they can't, it. They can't keep the knowledge away. Well, they can't make you feel bad. 
It's good for people who don't want to make you feel bad, who yeah. may also be experts. But yes, some experts don't like it. That's okay. We're yeah. rebels I've, here. You know what? I've act, we, we've seen this. Someone has said, y'all are making it too easy for people to learn to how to program. That, that's that happened. Was, and that was like a down thing. It was yeah. like they weren't. You, got, you people are making it too easy to learn how to program. That's, I actually wanted to make that as one of the things for Circuit Playground Express. Yeah. This, is, this experts, all the experts agree. Too easy. This makes it too easy. You should suffer. Okay. Well, this is no. This is if you like me and you suffered enough, and you just want to get done with the project. It's a good point. I want to make it into it like a shirt. Okay. Well, you had that. We're on the back of the board. Yeah. On the back of the board. Okay. Nine out of you know how they always have like nine out of ten ten dentists agree. Like one dentist is like I don't think you should use toothpaste. This is like that. Yeah. Nine out of ten experts want you to steer clear. Of having a good time. Yeah, you should go back to writing assembler. Yeah. I remember the person was like, people should be writing CPLD code. And I was like, that is yeah. not happening. Yeah, anyways. Uh, it's because they learned how to well, use it. Welcome to my inbox. Okay. Mm. Well, freebies. <laughs> Two ninety nine or more, you get a free circuit playground express. Good for, good for everybody except for that guy. Except for that guy. This is great. Yeah. All right, what's next? Now it's the show for tonight. I know. Sorry. I know. <laughs> um, we have shipping options. So UPS Ground, that's the most reliable way. Not the cheapest, but is the most reliable, trackable way. Yeah. Postal, it can disappear at times and then reemerge later. But it it's still cheaper. Dimensional shipping. Um, through multi-dimensions. Oh, like multi-dimensional shipping. Yeah, it goes into another dimension. And Different then it, than UPS is dimensional shipping where you have to right. measure it. Um, and then DHL for international. Okay. If Three you're great in options. New York City, you can do same-day delivery in New York. Just check out. And then you have... Um, a bunch of zip codes that are supported in Manhattan, and if it's one of them that um, we ship to, you can get that same day. All right, show and tell. People are in the world showing and sharing their projects. We are now using StreamYard, and so um, we're able to do a little bit more. But it's also, uh, you know, we were using show and tells for uh, show and tell with Google Hangouts Live for almost a decade. Yeah. So um, check out the show. You can see some of the different format that it is. Uh, same thing. People in Discord. That's where we put the link. And uh, we can have up to six people at once. And then there's four people uh, in the green room that's there. And then we, we cycle them out. It's so exciting. this week we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, twelve, thirteen. Well, we like had four. more people, actually, yeah. because we had that ability yeah, to cycle them out. Yeah, and so we're able to, to get them in and out. So okay. he was on the show and tell. Okay, well, we had Phil B. who came by and uh, talked about his uh, some design decisions that we made for the Monster Mask, which we'll be showing off soon, including how we added a boopable nose. And he even demoed the booping. Uh, he's got that working, so when you when you boop the nose, it can touch the capacitive touch sensor will detect it and blink the eye. So that was super cute. Uh, you can also see he had an early Rev A of the board if you want to see what that looks like. Erin's um, going to a labyrinth costume party, so she made a no solder crystal gem bowl uh, using uh, these crystal gems that she's gotten really great at making. Um, and uh, she's like, oh, it doesn't have any electronics in it that like requires programming. And I'm like, that's cool. I like I like that. That's the best when people can make things. And even if they don't know how to solder or code. Uh, Melissa has been going gung-ho on displays. She is uh, going through every TFT and OLED display we have and documenting how to add um, circuit Python, how to use it with CircuitPython and Display.io. We've, we've added all these displays uh, into uh, CircuitPython, but people are like, hey, could you have any code examples? So it'll get you started with the wiring diagram as well as what code will get you printing text and drawing shapes so you can verify your display's working. Noah and Pedro showed off this week's 3D Hangouts project. It's a NeoPixel hat, 
that they took to Disney World. They went on holiday and they also made one with the Mickey ears uh, and it's controlled with make code. So they're trying out different uh, programming systems as well, not just Arduino, which they've done traditionally, but CircuitPython and now doing some maker make code uh, examples. JP uh, is kind of experimenting with custom HID brushes um, in make code it, by turning a circuit player express into a mouse painter. So when you press the button, it actually draws an HID, an HID, it plots out a shape. So you can make kind of interesting, like instead of just moving the mouse to where you want it to, it'll actually move the mouse in a circle or like a triangle. So it's kind of interesting because it's not a traditional way that people use HID interfaces, um, but could be useful if you want like an HID device that draws a perfect, like has the same shape that it draws each time. And uh, it's kind of based on the mouse jiggler code that we did uh, quite a while back for Adabox 007. Um, we had Brent come by and talk about Mini MQTT, which he's been updating and improving. Uh, he's getting it to work with Google Cloud, which is really picky about um, their MQTT um, interfaces. And so by having a really picky server to test the client code against, he's been able to find all these bugs and fix them because he now it works. That's what he knows works. So our MQTT library for CircuitPython is really solid. Um, and you know people have been using it, and that's great. But you'll be able to use it with even more services for miniature programmable IoT projects. And from around the community, um, Joey came by. He had been working earlier on Unicode support for Arduino GFX libraries, and now he's taking that to the next level by making uh, an e-ink feather wing, which was actually posted on Twitter. We saw it. It's a feather reader, like feather. Sorry, it's an e-ink reader feather wing, you plug a feather M4 into the back and then he put the stem ports on it and it's like got some buttons and you can turn it into an e-ink reader. And it's not only English text, but he got uh, Cyrillic working, he got um, Arabic script working, he got, uh, so he got left to right, he got uh, right to left and he got um, uh, French going, so he's got accents. So basically any book that you want to read on this reader, it'll support, which is, I think is really neat. Um, Arduino doesn't have a lot of native Unicode support, um, but check out CircuitPython as well because we, we just added e-ink support for that, so it might be a good um, project to try there. Chris uh, is building art canvas hanging projects. So it's Raspberry Pi computers with various boards like Pi portals and Halloween and circuit playgrounds mounted onto white canvases uh, to, to hold them together and then maybe backlit or have sensors on them. And it kind of like a really cool, like, electronic sculptures with code and displays on them. Uh, they look really neat. Um, Wand is making a um, robotic arm with tendons that are controlled by a stepper motor. And he's got an Arduino Mega that is controlling the arm fingers. Um, and so far one finger and he's gonna get the other five, other four going. So he'll have all five and he can open and close the hand. And then JMK did make a charades Looks like he figured out that there's a storage module in Circuit Playground Express, which I didn't even know about. Uh, and so you can log data to the um, SPI flash or to the internal memory. And he's making a bike light um, that can detect tilts and motion and it's logging the state to the SPI flash so we can then debug it. So it looks like it'll know when you're braking or um, turning and it will change the LEDs on the Circuit Playground. And that's shown tell. Okay. All participants on the show and tell get an SEN on the show and tell sticker. If you are a kid, though, please have a parent like entity email. We will send you on a sticker. All right. Um, last week we had a little bit of a sneak peek of our latest video and our 
ongoing series, we have a coloring book called Lady Ada's E is for Electronics, and we are up to R. R. And R is for Robot. We showed the uh, preview last week, but now uh, world premiere on Ask an Engineer anyways. Um, I even haven't seen it. Yeah, so R I'm is for Robot. Gonna watch it. There you go. All right, be w ready. And so here's, in case you're wondering why we do these videos. Why do we do these they're, videos? They're meant for maybe adults, parents, guardians, entities to, to hang out with their kids. Um, we're stealing this from The Muppet Show. The Muppet Show wasn't meant for kids. It was meant for people to come together and watch it together. Yeah. Mostly parenting kids. Because there's like um, advanced topics yeah. uh, on The Muppet Show. There was advanced humor that you know kids didn't quite get it but it was entertaining enough for the parents to say oh yeah we're just watching this because of the kids so this is one of those things too where you want to have um you know parents so the kids, kids probably don't know what bob dylan is but the parents probably do yeah <laughs> they also might not the kids might not know who isaac asimov is yeah. or some of these robots but that'll start a conversation and they'll start talking and the other thing is since we've been doing some machine learning stuff and some ai um which is mostly lies and doesn't work yeah um we wanted to but it, it'll get there one yeah, day um but we wanted to have something just as a reminder like whatever code that we put in is going to be what 
eventually comes up and shakes our hand or like, you know, shoots us with a gun yeah. when it comes to AI and machine learning. Yeah. So the the code that we write, it is it's not gonna be an algorithm's fault. I'm actually kinda tired of hearing that when something doesn't work out. Oh, it's an algorithm's fault. No, person did it. No, there's for, a person that approves the algorithm. Not even approve. A human said this is this is okay. And so there's a lot of things that don't work in computer science, but if people thought about it this way, like, oh, this thing, it, if, if you're in machine learning and AI because you, you believe that there's going to be intelligent machines, mm -hmm. then why not do a good job and give it some morality and some ethics and do a good job with it? And so that's why we say make robot friend, not robot enemy. And hopefully, um, maybe not this generation of adults, but maybe... You know, the kids that are like 10 years old right now, they'll yeah. see this, oh, make robot friends. 10 years from now, they'll be like, oh, I'm going to learn about whatever machine learning is in, yeah. in a decade from now um, as they go off to, to school or whatever they do. Um, maybe they'll think about this and say, oh, like robots can be friends. It's not all just Terminator killer robots. It's it's uh, something that could be a friend or a companion or, or be helpful. Yeah. So anyways, that's why we do it. Yes. Yeah. While we wait for AI to catch up. Okay. Um, it's part of our live series of shows and our pre-recorded shows, which we do, which is uh, like ours for robot. JP show is tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern time. A um, couple little previews that we're going to show. One is um, it's a little crank. Meet, 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 meet. What meet, is meet. this? This What's is cake. This, this is, is cake, and it's not a lie. It's and, crank. Uh, it's crank yeah. cake. And then um, the next one has some sound, so I'm going to. Uh, I think it does. preview of what's coming up uh, this week. So if you haven't already, go to makecode.adafruit.com, plug in a circuit playground device. Get started immediately. try it out. And, More uh, fun. If you Not see, for experts. If you want to... No, it's for... No, so you said the experts Some of them. Some of them. One out of nine. Yeah, experts agree that we're making it too easy to, to too learn. Too easy. Yeah. No, straight up, I got this email. I know. Yeah, you are making it too easy to learn. Electronics lady, right. you're making it. You're making it terrible for people oh, who want to keep people out. So I'm sorry anyways, you feel that way. I don't feel that way. I'm not saying to that person. Yeah, um, but we have they're a probably not watching them. Yeah, make a minute. They're watching guns. Too easy. It's too, it's too easy. easy. Too easy. Right, so here's a minute.
What I wanted to talk about today in the Make Code Minute is how to use the brand new melody block to create tunes inside of Make Code Arcade. Uh, up until now, there's been uh, some one block at a time methods where you could play notes, but now there's this little sequencer in here. So I grabbed this in music, and now you can see there's melody, play melody, cute little icon there, and it is an eight step sequencer. So uh, I've set the BPM here to 240, and I've laid in some notes, and you can actually preview your notes. So, okay, so you get this little octave. And uh, now I've gone in and programmed something so I can hit play, and uh, it's great because you can test it as you go. And uh, then to play a little more interesting thing, I've actually got some polyphony going, so I've got two notes going on at a time with these forever loops, so I'll go ahead and hit play and uh, check it out. And that is how you can create tunes and make Code Arcade using the melody block. Okay, let's make a minute and don't so forget easy. JP's show is next week. All right. It's time, it's time, it's time for Blinka. Yeah, it's uh, Python on Hardware time. We are still celebrating CircuitPython Day, 8-8-2019. It turns it takes out like a week to it was finish. a week of celebrations. It yeah. was a weekend of celebrations, and there's still stuff coming up. So, uh, like I had said before, we were doing the free ruler stuff, and we ran out almost instantly. So that was good. People like these rulers. Yeah, but right now, and probably for a while, we're going to have these stickers. So yes. at the same level, instead of it being a ruler, there's the stickers. Um, there was cake. Cake is not a lie. Ooh, um, wow! It's a Circuit Playground Express. Yeah. Linka cake. That's a nice cake looking. Yeah, this is from the India Linux user group, Delhi and Hardware Hackers Club. They celebrated CircuitPython Day. They had a show and tell. Look at them walking out. Group photo. Yay! And more. Building hardware together. Over at IoT Makers Israel, they had a hands-on CircuitPython workshop on AE Day, CircuitPython Day. And not only that, they also posted up their journey on doing a hardware badge that happened to run. Yes, that's Python right. We posted about that well. a while ago. They yeah. did a, well, now it can run CircuitPython because we have uh, e-ink display support. That's right. On Ask an Engineer last week, you and Scott talked about CircuitPython, community, and more. Then on Thursday, Katni talked about changing lives through open source passion and mentoring. This is a must watch. Watch Katni's, this is a recap from her Pi Ohio talk but it is a must watch. So when people ask like, how could I do the type of things that someone like Katni does? Uh, watch her journey, uh, listen to her words, and um, watch this recap where we all talk about it as well. Then we did a history of CircuitPython, and this was a talk that Scott did at the PyCon Language Learning Summit where there was core Python developers, and you and Scott talked about the history of CircuitPython and then also where we're going with Circuit. That's not all. This weekend, Lambda Labs is uh, the Beirut hackerspace. They're doing a CircuitPython Day event too. So they'll have activities all throughout the day. Um, it's August 17th, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. If you happen to be in Beirut, this is the party for you. Okay, uh, next up, there is a talk that uh, Scott's doing 
is in Seattle. I think it's like today. No, I th- it is it? Uh, it is August 14th. Yep. That's now. That's like now. You should go there right now. <laughs> At 8.30 p.m. Uh, so if you're watching this and you're in Seattle, you can go there uh, right after this. It's uh, Circuit Python and Game Boys for the Seattle Python user group. Puppy. I just like the logo. That's so cute. Okay. Then uh, Brian, also known as Sedacious in Discord, will be doing a talk at Pi Bay. Pi Bay is held August 15th to 18th in San Francisco. There's workshops Thursday to Friday and talks Saturday to Sunday. Brian will be giving a talk on Saturday called Accelerating Driver Development with CircuitPython. Which is cool because he's doing a lot of CircuitPython sensor driver yeah. development, constantly writing new libraries, so he's the expert. And if you don't have a Circuit Playground, um, I know for a fact he has 20 because we sent them out to him. So uh, bug him for if it. If you're nice to him. Yeah. I'm or if you're him. incredibly terrible, he might just give you on the go. <laughs> yeah. One way to do it's it a too, gift or a bribe. Yeah, I wouldn't I don't do it that know. way. Don't do that. Okay. Uh, next up. PyCubed is a complete hardware plus software stack for CubeSats that addresses many of the common pitfalls of small satellite building. PyCube prioritizes high reliability design practices, low cost and radiation tolerant components, ease of use, thorough documentation. It is CircuitPython powered. This is yet another CircuitPython powered Look space thing. Look at this thing. massive radio. It's a space thing. Cool. And then SAMD51, yeah. all the accessories. This is a powerful board specifically for Okay. This you're gonna have to like zoom in and like look at it in a newsletter, but um, this is CircuitPython as a .NET standard library. No native code; it can handle strings, great function, and called built-ins. So someone posted this on Twitter and like, this is super weird. And this cool. is super cool and weird, and I have no idea why they did it. Which means it's gonna be very neat because yeah. I I don't understand I done what. what yeah, I don't know what this means. Okay. I can't wait to find out. All right. Um, lots of different hardware that runs CircuitPython or Python on hardware or somewhere in that menagerie. Um, this is a CircuitPython powered automatic fam, uh, fume extractor. This is on Hackaday IO. Um, I thought it was something else at first. I'm just like, oh, this is like a Gotenna type or like one yeah. of the Cantenna things. Yeah, it looks like it, but yeah, it's a fume extractor. Okay. Okay. This is kind of neat. This is an itsy bitsy M4 breadboard adapter. Okay. I thought that was cool. It breaks out all the pins and then it looks like you get also like a stemma connector and a battery. Can maybe add a light poly charger too. Yeah. Oh, nice. Handy. And then this is CircuitPython snakes its way to the Arduino MKR 1010. Uh, someone has their uh, Arduino MKR working with Moo, working as a CircuitPython device. Yes, I think we added a board definition. It's it's a SAMD21, I think, and uh, it's yeah. a little basic, but you can you can get some uh, simple projects going on it. Yep. Um, it's not super fast, but great starter board. Okay, next up, this is kind of cool. Seed Studio is going all all wings in yeah. with feather yeah this is their first feather well, they've, done, they've done the particle um but they didn't say boards. they didn't say feather well, this one they but say now feather. they have a feather well they had yeah. the breakout boards for the, so. the grove and for the particles and the particles of course are feather compatible so now they're doing it and this is i think this is brilliant because this is a samd 21 uh, it has USB-C and it has this Wi-Fi module and what's cool is you know I've seen this Wi-Fi module I wouldn't have had time to make a feather for it so I'm really glad that they went ahead and did it so more people making feathers you know I hope to learn something from their techniques they're really great at designing and making hardware um, yeah. I like already some of the tricks they're doing you going with USB-C castellated pads this is cool yeah. stuff so this is uh, one of two headlines that I've been writing a lot lately Feather takes flight with the YO Lite W600 from Seed Studio. I guess it's YO. 
Yeah, Wi-Fi. 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 However, um, they say the Wi-Fi Lite is compatible with Feather board pins. We believe Feather is a very successful development platform in the community, and there are already many cool Feather boards out there from Adafruit. So thank you. Um, we put this spec out. Um, sometimes people say Feather and they don't say Adafruit, or they won't even say Feather or Adafruit. Um, that's their problem. Um, but what's cool is when you see this spec out there and you see it really working. Well, we're seeing, I think, a little bit more cohesion. It, you yeah. know, as people are coming out with really good um, platforms and standards, like, you know, we're using the Quick Standard now, yeah. Seed is using the Feather Standard. I think it's good for everybody. It's, it's good to have Speaking things cross-functional rather than, yeah. oh, I have to buy a new, that's what I was trying to do with Feather. It's like, I was tired of like, yeah. oh my God, it's a new shield for each design. So this is another Feather um, format board. This is the Orange Crab. And you can read about this on Hexer.io, as well as our newsletter. As well as yes, it's like an FPGA, like that's ultra right. powerful. I mean, this is like yeah. a six layer, eight layer board. Feather takes flight Look like at this orange crab. crammed board. It's amazing. Yeah. Next up, um, this, Happened to be on our show and tell today, and I uh, called some special attention to it on our blog and newsletter. This is a Featherwing e-ink reader. So you get fully open source e-ink reader using these 4.2 e-ink yeah. e displays. Looks cool. All right. Next up, uh, this is from Sophie Wong. I think Sophie's in the chat too. Okay. This is Ooh. a Circuit Python powered wing. Um, Circuit Python gives you wings. It's um, got a little bit of that mercy thing going yeah, on there. Yeah, and nice. um, I think this is for an upcoming Hackspace article. Uh, next up, there's sound on this one, so I'm just going to play it. It is a um, screaming necklace, so the louder it is, the more it lights up. So take it away. One, two, three. Loudness necklace. Yeah. 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 Love yelling. Yeah. Okay. So that's great. And that is our Python on hardware news for the week. Linka is a wanted snake. <laughs> What's up with this poster? Look. It's cool. That's what I'm doing. Okay. How does she shoot her gun? Next up. Okay. Don't worry about that part. I'm not worried about it. Okay. Adafruit IO. We have some news. I wanted to talk about this. So Adafruit IO is our Internet of Things service for It's true. Makers. It's we great play nice with makers. all devices. You don't have MPTT. to have. You don't have to use our devices to use Rask, it. Rask, use any to. device. It's got graphics, yeah. got dashboards. It's great for the people getting started with IoT, and you want to graph, plot, or control your hardware yeah. over the internet. So new big updates. We did a user interface update. It's yes. also about fifteen percent faster, Yay. altogether. And specifically, um, you'll notice a reorganization of all the menus. Um, so check that out. The other updates. Quick links to all your data. Cool. New feeds, dashboards, triggers, um, all include quick links to your most recently updated feeds, dashboards, triggers, and then we have footer quotes and we have all the things that make it synced up closer to the rest of uh, the Adafruit properties, like learn and other parts. Cool. So that's really cool, good work. And faster. Adam and Justin and I know Brent Brand works, works on, on a, quite a bit of the things that you see as project-based with Adafruit IO. Good work. We're an open source hardware company. It's so true. Um, Don't I know it? I, I know you are because. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what now? <laughs> what email did you get? I, I know you are because the firmware in the elevator that that takes you to your desk is not open source. So therefore, 
None of your work is open source. I know. I'm so sorry. The, that's how it goes. Yeah. It's emails we get. Um, but I did want to talk about October is Open Source Hardware Month. It's, uh, yes, I just got an email where, about this as well. Where everyone can celebrate all the open source hardware companies and people out there that make open source hardware and release it all the time. We'll be doing stuff. So it's counting is it down. The, is it the 10-year anniversary of the first open source hardware? Yeah, 10-year anniversary wow. of the first. Uh, you keynoted the first one. And um, Open Source Hardware Month is October of this year, and then next year is the next summit that's coming up. Time flies. So right. we have 1,954 guides. What's on the big board this week, Lady Ada? Booming. Okay, so this week we've got from Davis Dell's Daily UV Index Piperol Display. We saw this as a tweet, and um, it turns out the EPA.gov, until it gets shut down, has a service where they will show you uh, the UV index for your location. Um, I think you give them a zip code or a postal code. And so in the United States, you can get a full graph. So it's like, you know, we had a, a UV indicator that told you just like the peak for the day. But what's nice is it even tells you now for your zone, um, basically throughout the day, what it's going to be like. So you can say, oh, you know, I want to get back before 11. So I'm not there at the seven or eight mark uh, for UV index. And um, it's a colorful display that updates daily using a pie portal. So thanks to Davis Stells kind of taking that display IO code. Uh, making taking it a little bit farther. Uh, from Known Pedro, we got the video for their CircuitPython Bluetooth control NeoPixel hat. They did this project before, but it was in Arduino. Now it's all in CircuitPython using the NRF52840 Feather, which is pretty exciting. You got the Go Fishing with Rotary Encoders guide from John Park. Uh, I know everybody is excited about rotary encoder crank controlled electronics in yeah. game playing. And of course, the first thing you think is, well, you should turn that into a fishing game. And he's like, that's a good idea. So he made a fishing game where you can't crank too fast and it tells you how fast you're cranking. So you have to bring the fish up slowly. He also did some cool tricks like dithering the um, uh, water. So it kind of has a bit of an alpha blending effect. It's kind of yep. fake, fake blending, but it works. Uh, and then of course you shake, you shake the board to cast out the net and then um, attach a rotary encoder to crank up your fish. And I think you press the button to release it or something. And so you can go fishing, but uh, with the Pi Portal, uh, so with the Pi Gamer or Pi Badge. Uh, we got a Mike B guide. Um, we've done so much work on Display IO for CircuitPython. People have asked multiple times, like, hey, I want to do slideshow creation. Um, so we have a general purpose guide now on how to make slideshows. And we even have a bunch of photo packs to make it real easy for you to test out on your Pi Portal or Halloween or you know whatever board that you have or a board with a display attached to it, especially going along with Melissa's updated guides, um, you'll be able to make slideshows, which is just a really good way of, if you want to have information or pictures going by um, as something's going on with your program, uh, the slideshow project will do that for you. And the library is really complete. Speaking of which, uh, Katni has written up two guides for the three IPS displays that we put in the shop a couple weeks ago. We have a 1.3 inch, 1.5 inch, and two inch IPS displays, uh, 240 by 240 and 320 by 240. We now have guides. And Melissa also wrote up um, the Arduino uh, example code for that. So you can use these displays with CircuitPython or Arduino or any other of your favorite SPI capable microcontrollers, microcomputers. Um, Davis Stells also wrote up a guide, I don't know if we had this last week, but it was a Minesweeper, um, all in display I.O. using tile maps and the touch screen to um, detect. And you know, like with Minesweeper, you press it to put a flag and then press it again if you think that there's no mine there. So you can see uh, he has a cool animation that goes with it where as he taps, it um, opens up the screen to 
to play Minesweeper. Yeah, I got a little snippet here. Yes, it's like, okay, you're not sure, and then it's a flag, and then you're like, I, I think it's a thing, okay. And then yay, so then you can go through and flag all the mines as you play the game. So you can take Minesweeper and play it at home. And then last but not least, we have a guide from Amelia on this cool NeoPixel Bandcamp jacket with little strips, mostly about uh, how to make mappable LED pixel displays. So it's like you can sweep or yeah. move color gradients throughout the garment, not with individual strips on it. And we'll be showing this full video, no Pedro, in just a little bit. Oh, it's got crystals on it too, so you yeah. can really deck this out. Okay, so look for more guides soon. It is time for some factory footage. Take it away, Adafruit Factory. Yay, beep boop some New York City factory footage without a sunrise or sunset. Wow, this one looks cool. Yeah. That's a good one. Alright. That's the best yet. It's really getting artsy. We talked about it. You heard about it. Now it's time to see it. It's, it's now time to watch it. The video with known Pedro's NeoPixel Bluetooth hat. BTLE CircuitPython hat. Love Here it. Here we go. Take it away. Hey, what's up, folks? In this project, we're making a light up hat with Bluetooth controlled NeoPixels. We took this on our recent trip to Disney and just floored the cast members and park goers. This is a really fun project for folks just getting started with electronics. In this video, we'll show you how to add a NeoPixel strip to your hat and wire up the electronics.
you can remotely control NeoPixels using the Bluefruit LE app for iOS or Android. And this project will use the color picker and the control pad to trigger different animations. You can also use an Apple Watch to remotely control the NeoPixels from your wrist. This can be really handy for those times you can't pull out your phone. The Adafruit Bluefruit NRF52840 has everything you need to add BLE to your projects. Adafruit CircuitPython is built for beginners looking to program microcontrollers and hardware. With CircuitPython.org, you can quickly get your board up and running. Getting started is easy. Control NeoPixels with the BLE Connect app using the Bluefruit library for CircuitPython. This uses the fancy LED library to create animations with different effects and color palettes. You can write Python code in the Moo editor and use the built-in serial console for debugging your code. Installing libraries and uploading code is as easy as dragging and dropping files onto a flash drive. We think this makes for great demo code for folks just getting started. Get the parts to build this project, links are in the description. Be sure to check out the learn guide for the code and files. We'll start by laying out our NeoPixel strip to figure out how many pixels we can fit on our hat. The number of pixels depends on the density of the strip. Here we're using a mini skinny NeoPixel strip with 90 pixels per meter. Mark where the strip will start and end by wrapping it over the front of the hat. Follow the arrow on the back of the strip to see where the first pixel begins. We can use wire cutters to cut across the pads on the strip. Be sure to count your pixels twice before cutting it down to size. Try to cut evenly across the pads so you can leave enough area for soldering wires. We won't be using the silicone sheathing so you can remove it. These crystals have no foil backing so they're great for adorning NeoPixels. Just a drop of superglue is all we need to bond the crystals. We just need to be precise with the placement. This makes the LEDs look more like rhinestones and less like LEDs. We'll use these three pin JST cables to connect the strip to the feather. These cables make it easy to connect and disconnect. You can cut the cables short and lay out the components to map out the circuit. Next, we'll get started on wiring up the electronics. Using wire strippers, you can remove a bit of insulation from the tips of each wire. Then we'll add a bit of solder to tin the exposed wire. This prevents the strands of wire from fraying and it makes it easier to solder. Now we can attach the wires to the pads on the NeoPixel strip by soldering them in place. Third helping hands can help you keep those wires in place while soldering. Next, we'll wire up the Adafruit feather. We'll solder the JST cable to ground, voltage, and any of the available data pins. Now the feather just needs a way to turn the circuit on and off. So we'll wire up a small slide switch to the ground and enable pins on the back of the board. You can use a bit of hot glue to secure the switch to the PCB. We can also use a bit of hot glue to insulate the exposed pins. This allows us to turn off the three volt regulator and still recharge a LiPo battery over USB. The battery plugs into the port on the side of the feather. With the code and libraries uploaded, we can plug in the NeoPixel strip and test out the circuit. The Adafruit feather and LiPo battery fits nicely inside the lining of the hat. Just unfold the flap and drop in the feather and battery. You can secure the electronics, but I kept them loose so I can quickly remove them if I need to. We'll create a small incision in the seam of the hat using a sharp hobby knife. To make the wiring more discreet, we'll need to fit the JST connector through this slit. You can use a seam ripper to create a cleaner opening. Cutting the fabric can leave frayed edges, so you'll need to be careful. 
With the incision now large enough, we can insert the connector and pull the wiring through. I used hot glue to affix the NeoPixel strip to the front of my hat. My glue gun has a fine tip nozzle, which I found to be really helpful. Press the strip onto the hat to make sure the glue has a good hold to the fabric. You want to be careful not to use too much glue or it may leave a stain on the outside. Otherwise, I found this to work pretty well. The crystals appear really nice as is and look even better when the LEDs are on. And there you have it! That's how you can add NeoPixels to your hat and now you can control them with your phone or watch. Thanks so much for watching! Don't forget to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit. have a sped up video. This one's kind of neat because it's an optical illusion that we saw and it's also a cup. Okay. every Wednesday 3D Hangouts with Don Pedro, you would be able to learn how to make all this stuff as well. All right, Lady Ada, before we uh, start off on new products, let's yes. do the code. It's the mask. 10% off in the Adafruit store all the way up to 11.59 p.m. Eastern time or when I remember to turn off the code. Let's do it. Okay. First up. It's a new time. Okay, we've got some fully assembled motor wing for feathers. Um, we stock, stock this as a solder it yourself kit, but there's some situations or projects where you want it to come fully soldered and assembled. So for a couple bucks extra, we will put the terminal blocks on and the headers on, and so you can plug and play it with any of our headers that have stacking headers on it, or you can plug it in. Uh, yeah, basically you get I squared C motor driver, PWM controller, and then uh, two dual H bridges, so you can control two steppers or four DC motors total with this uh, power from here. And like I said, it's fully assembled. Just plug it into any feather, and it'll work with all of them because it only uses I squared C for data, including uh, it should work just fine with that new seed feather. So that's pretty exciting. Okay. Next up. We've got another battery pack. The most uncomfortable AirPod ever. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so this battery pack uh, 
it's kind of it's, better than. it's a useful and I think this will be useful for people making robots and projects with Raspberry Pi because and other single board computers because it's 5,000 milliamp hours it's not too big and it's got two USB outputs so that could be really handy if you want to have you know one USB output for your single board computer and the other USB output for your motors or whatnot it's um, a nice slim style um, battery pack it's got the little indicator here telling you how charged it is uh, you charge it over micro USB and then you have two ports. Um, each port can do up to two amps. I don't think you should try to draw two amps total from both or four amps total, so two from each. I think you're going to get the best performance with um, two amps total. So you can have one that like spikes up to two and the other one that's maybe a little bit lower, but you definitely do get two USB outputs, so it's handy. And then when you charge it, it'll draw two amps from USB. So you'll make sure that use a, a good uh, USB hub or uh, computer power supply that can provide it. Um, but it's a nice slim style power bank. So nice, I like it. Next up. Handy. This is just like our micro servers that we've had for a while, but this time it comes with a JST three pin connector on it. And um, like someone on the show and tell mentioned, it's handy because we have a lot of boards now that have these uh, three pin JST connectors that you can uh, use for powering NeoPixels or servos. Historically, we had these cables that you'd make an adapter with uh, to plug into a servo, but now you can plug it in directly. So I thought I would show this maybe on the overhead. That's a good demo. So here I've got the Pi badge, and we've shown the Pi badge with analog inputs on this port, but you can also do uh, PWM outputs. So when you plug this in... We did a machine learning bubble blowing project where you said up or down, yeah. and it would change a servo based on that, which was kind of cool. The other thing I like is with Circuit Python, you get a REPL. That's and right. you can see what's going on. And I think this is probably one of the best, coolest ways for folks to, especially if they're just getting started in programming. To, too easy. To see, it's too, yeah, it's too easy. Um, go figure. Um, yeah, I actually don't think it could ever be too easy to program. Um, I think you could, we could never make it too easy. But anyways, um, the fact that you can see the print statements and such on the screen while it's doing the things will help you debug. Yeah. And also using the REPL to send code over is super fast and you don't have to compile and wait, compile and wait, compile and wait. Yes. So um, yeah, this version is just printing out and using CircuitPython, but of course this works with any servo. You know, you can use this with MakeCode, you can use this with uh, CircuitPython, you can use it with Arduino. It's just like every other servo that you're used to, except uh, we now just have it with this nice flexible JST cable and you can just plug yeah. and unplug it as desired. So and we'll make those projects easier. Especially like Halloween has these, all of our Pi Gamers yeah. and Pi Badges has them. So we're starting to add these to all of our dev boards. It just makes it easier to plug and play. And this is also a badge. So you can make a badge that does something when someone uh, presses a button or when you display something on your badge, all sorts of things you can do. Yes. Okay. Super cool. So micro servo, now with JST. Next up, Dr. Theopolis from Buck Rogers. These are, this is actually an old product. This is like product number 619, but it's been updated now. So um, we had a supplier for these RGB LEDs and they, they were giving us inconsistent uh, color ordering. And so we found another supplier. So this has been um, totally revised. So the pinout is different. Um, it's now reversed from what it was before, but we have at least a consistent supplier now. So we shouldn't have things changing around. Um, so just watch out there if you are using, if you've used these before, um, you'll need to flip them when you solder them and change the RGB pinout or, you know, change the design in your, um, 
layout program, but okay. we now have a consistent supplier. All right, this is a, this next this is a big deal product, but we have like you know some a couple more to go. But this is a big deal. This is the ATCC crypto. But I wonder what's this lock all about? Well, that lock stands for security. Uh, the ATECC 608 is the latest generation crypto auth chips uh, available from Microchip. There's actually a couple uh, providers now making these. These are no longer the only ones. And what's interesting about these chips is that as you are doing IoT projects, you might have private keys that you need to um, securely store. And no microcontroller really is secure. You can always glitch them or um, like etch away the metal layer and, and you know fix the, up the fuses so you can read out um, code, so it's not, and if you're using like a Python or a single board computer, you know, your file system is not encrypted. It's, it's completely world readable. And also, so every single thing I touch that's an online service that has anything to do with programming and development, it's a bunch of keys. You're just constantly moving keys around. It's true. It's all keys. So this is a chip that's specifically designed to store, I think about 16 different cryptographic keys and it will, then you can do challenge responses through it. So that once you program it with, you know, at the factory, for example, you would program it with your private key for a certificate. And then later on, when you need to authenticate it, a challenge will be sent. You transmit that challenge over I2C, it gives you back a response. So there's no leakage of the key. That key doesn't actually leave the chip and the chip is designed to be secured. So there's a couple of things. It can do um, hashes, it can do SHA-256, HMAC, it can do I can't remember the encryption for uh, public key certificates. It's URLM something something. I don't know. And AES-128. It can also do random number generation. And of course, it can store um, these keys securely. And it's STEMIQT. And it's STEMIQT. So it's I2C. It can run from 3 to 5 volts. And we made it really easy for you to use. It's a nice, small, compact breakout. Um, and you can, of course, solder to these pads. Or if you don't want to, just use um, these handy quick connects. So these are cables that um, plug in their chainable. This is a SparkFun invention, which I think is super cool. Um, and so, for example, we have this proximity sensor and then maybe a crypto chip, and then you plug it into um, your main microcontroller. Uh, you can use wires, or if you have this connector, you can chain them together. And then each one in the chain uh, communicates over I2C. I will say one thing about this chip. There's no data sheet. Uh, the data sheet's under NDA, and I didn't want to sign NDA because then I couldn't release anything that we learned. So there's libraries and code for this. Um, Arduino wrote a really cool library um, that works quite well with it. There's a crypto auth library in Python available for microchips. They released code for it, and we're working on a CircuitPython library, but there's no data sheet. So if you want to see what it does, there's a summary data sheet. And if you want a more detailed data sheet, look for the data sheet for the ATECC 508 which was under NDA and then was got released and is similar enough to this that it's basically cross-compatible. How cross-compatible? I don't know because there, I can't see the data sheets under NDA. So I'm doing the best I can here. But it does work. <laughs> it works with their code. And hopefully at some point they will release a full data sheet. Until then, please check out the ATECC 508 data sheet. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to email a time-coded link you can do that with YouTube when you're watching a video. You can right-click it and say uh, URL with this time. Yeah. And I'm going to send it to Xavier and Bob and a couple other people at Microchip. And I'm going to say, look at this great demo with this functional thing. And then check out the chat with all these people that are really happy that want to like use this they chip. They love this chip. I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to do later tonight. And another thing that's interesting is we've been adding this chip onto a lot of our 
airlift shields and breakouts, but we haven't necessarily populated yet because, we, again, we didn't have the library support yet. Another thing that I found out that's not published anywhere because, again, the data sheet's under IDA is to if you have other devices on the I2C bus, with this, um, because of the way this does a sleep and wake up mode, um, try to run your I2C bus at about 400 kilohertz, not the standard 100 kilohertz. I, I don't have any more information other than they're like, yeah, sometimes it seems to kind of like collide with other devices on the bus unless it's running at 400 kilohertz or higher. That's yeah. all the information I've got. But right. if you're using it on a single bus and without a lot of other sensors, it works great. Next up, a cable. A cable. Okay, this, this is a big deal. This big cable. deal. This cable, it's a JST-SH cable, actually a lot like the quick cables I just showed you, um, except it's nine pins and it's AA style, so it doesn't flip around. You'll see it's straight through style. And we got this for the next product. So this is coming soon. All right, ready? This is it. Yes. This is the exciting new product. Uh, so last year we did the Halloween for holidays, for the, the um, Halloween holiday. And we're going to have a, a Halloween M4 come out soon. But uh, we also wanted to do, you know, a lot of people were like, well, I want two eyes, right? Because you can't really have just one eye. Well, you want two. So we're like, okay, well, let's think about how we could design a board that had two eyeballs on it. And then, you know, we have the SAMD51, which is really fast. Uh, we just got these really beautiful 1.5-inch 240 by 240 IPS displays. So that's really cool. And then um, we put it together on one PCB, and each display has its own SPI bus, so we can run DMA to both of them. And the chip is fast enough and uh, good enough that it can basically render with like a simple 3D rendering algorithm. Uh, so it looks as good as the Raspberry Pi eyes, but you don't have to tote around a Raspberry Pi. Um, right. A couple things on this, though. So there's a lot of stuff going on here. Yeah. So one, the nose is boopable. Um, yes. The yeah. nose is a capacitive touch button that when you touch it, it, you can detect it and do stuff like make a noise or blink the eyes or whatever. Yeah. Also, the art, the silk, is in uh, partnership. Miss Monster. Miss Monster. Who does and, a cool art, both yeah. 3D and 2D, and designed the silk screen for us. That's a huge fan base. So already on Twitter, people are like, hey, Lady Ada and Miss Monster teamed up. We what? are this teaming is up. Thing. This, this is, is like a, like a crime-fighting duo, except for they don't fight crime. They make electronics. They got, what was funny is, so Philby told the story on Show & Tell. We, you know, we, we were ready to send this out to fabrication. I was all done. I was like, look at the silk screen. It looked great. And then we realized everyone's going to ask, oh, is the nose capacitive touch because the teeth are on the ground plane um, yeah. but the nose are like well, you know, we want to touch it so we made it so it's it's a capacitive touch button yeah, let's so show this thing on great so um, let's show this off so I've got it here actually with the lenses um, so we already stock these lenses and you can see they, they do make a big difference we have glass and plastic ones um, and we'll be releasing a, a plastic cutout that you can make or buy that will hold these against you can see there's these mounting is there a light holes. sensor on that thing there is a light there's sensor, a light sensor on that thing but I don't think I didn't program in the code that changes the yeah. I tuplary, but there's a light sensor here, and uh, when I when I get to uploading it to the latest code, it'll do the light, will change the pupils, um, and then on the back, so you've got the two displays. Again, they're IPS 240 by 240, so they're nice, uh, crisp, beautiful displays. So they, if you compare these to the Halloween, they look really good in comparison. Um, you've got three tactile switches. And this is a Seesaw coprocessor to help do that. Um, we've got a light sensor over here. And we've got that um, Stemma three-pin cable. So again, you want to connect servos or NeoPixels through here. This is an I2C port. So you want to connect like these sensors. You can, you can 
connect them through an adapter cable. Uh, and over on this side, I got that reset button. This is a, a four pin connector for an optional PDM microphone. Uh, so you can maybe do some like sound effects or like reacting to audio. We want to do more audio capabilities on this board compared to the Halloween. So this has a stereo headphone out connected to the uh, two DAC pins on here so you can do stereo sound effects. Uh, it still has that um, uh, speaker output here so you can connect an eight ohm speaker. Uh, it's LiPo battery powerable so you can uh, plug in LiPo here. So of course for portable uses, you plug it in, it can charge over USB and then it can run uh, so off of a LiPo, and then another three pin uh, cable over here. Uh, there's also accelerometer, so you can do tap detection or motion detection, so you can like tilt the eyes, uh, and QSpy flash for storing images and sound effects. So, you know, you can have sound effects playing while you do the eyes, and then of course this cute silk screen. Uh, and then I, got a, I got a question. What's your question? I got a question. Is this too easy? No. Yeah, What's why is it so easy? Um, now, so you showed this cable earlier, and I was thinking, you know, there's a lot of costumes that it'd be cool to like have an eye on each side, but you know, I'd have to I'd have to break this in, in half. Yeah. And could I use that cable, and then connect these up? Because it looks like you kind of could. You kind of can. You kind of can. There's these two connectors here, so you yeah. see these. These are the JST H, and you can even see a little bit the traces going through here, and then these holes. Yeah. So these holes are there. It's not easy to break them. We didn't want to make it easy because then you'd accidentally break them. But with you know, if you if you're trying with pliers, you can snap off the nose. I will mention that once you snap off the nose, of course, you can no longer boop the nose. Yeah. Um, and then you can have the eyes separated. Yeah. So now... Um, and those little green tabs, oh. for folks who don't know, no, you can leave them on. I, I like they're, to keep they're, them They're on. screen protectors. They're screen protectors. Lady Ada saves these forever, and I'm just like, are you waiting for the Queen of England to I visit? And why. then we'll put out the good silverware. I don't like to remove and the screen the, And we'll finally peel off these screens. Fine, I'll remove it. There you go. <laughs> See, it does look a little bit better. Okay. Yeah. So you can have the eyes now separated. You might even be able to go longer, but we wanted to keep it safe. So it's like you know, six inches or four and a half inches. 100 millimeters um, but now you can like you know put these around differently or mount them separately and of course there's tons of mounting holes to make that easy so you know you do that the nose you lose the nose keep that for later um, but yeah. instead you get this um, nice separatable eyeball yeah. so we want and you can to even make, make the cable longer if you wanted to you you can we're starting with 100 millimeters and then we'll you know because yeah. it is running 50 megahertz spi over these yeah. Uh, so it's, it is a little risky, but uh, I think you could probably go twice as long. All right. Uh, and that's the Monster Mask. So coming soon, we're making these now. So sign up. We'll be having these in the next couple of days. Plenty of time before Halloween. But Halloween is every single day, and uh, we're proving it. It's true. Okay. And that is uh, new products. Yay. All right. We got some time to do a couple quick questions. Okay. Well, we're going to do a recap. Oh, right. Okay. Ready? Wait, ready? New, 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 new. We've got a fully assembled motor feather wing for steppers and DC motors. No soldering required. This battery pack is 5,000 milliamp hours and has two USB outputs. Each can do two amps max. So great for single board computers with accessories. This micro servo is just like our kind of classic micro servo, except now it has a JST three pin connector so it can plug into all of our Stemma cable boards without having to have any special adapter cables. We've updated this uh, five by five millimeter LED. It's not a smart LED, it's just red, green, blue. Um, we sell them in strips of 10. The pinout has changed, just wanted to let people know to check the new pinout. 
this ATECC 608 is a crypto coprocessor. It can securely store your keys and then perform HMAX uh, or SHA-256s or AES-128s or elliptical ECDAs uh, for public key cryptography without having those keys exposed so that you can not worry about having uh, key security for your main microcontroller microprocessor uh, and have this chip do the secure enclave work for you. Make your own secure enclave. This is a 9-pin JST cable, which is used with the Monster Mask. It's two uh, 240 by 240 IPS TFT displays driven by our Cortex M4 processor can do really beautiful rendered eyeball displays and you can even break them apart and then use that cable that we showed previously to make a uh, you know, tethered but separated um, you know, dual eyeball display. It's got audio inputs and outputs. Um, it's got a boopable capacitive touch nose and it's ready for all of your Halloween mask and cosplay projects. You'll be able to update the LED, uh, the TFT eyes to any kind of design you want just by dragging and dropping some files. Okay. That's it. No, 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 no. So uh, we got some top secret. Folks can go to um, Discord while we're doing some top secret to start loading your questions. Yes. Um, but let's, uh, let's do this. So uh, first up, we have some... Uh, we're a couple days shifted because we had all this circuit Python day stuff. So our STEMA Sunday came in on Monday. It was fine. Well, so it's, it's 24 hours. We got three. It's, it's probably a Sunday. So yes. This is actually Phil B mentioned this three of these. a year or two ago, and I just never got around to making a breakout for it. The TLV, uh, three-axis magnetometer. It's often used for joysticks. It's a little I2C three-axis magnetometer. I thought it would be a good board to yeah. quick up. The APDS 9500 is a kind of advanced sensor. It's a little scary. It has proximity and uh, multiple gestures, but we're kind of looking forward to that. figuring that out. There's that one. And then this is the and third one. And then the ICM 2948. We actually made a breakout for this, but then never kind of finished it. Uh, so now we're just like, hey, let's just do it again. Uh, this time with uh, these STEM IQT connectors. Uh, this is a nine DOF sensor um, that has I squared C, SPI support, and it has like a DMP, it's like a digital motion processor that hopefully isn't under NDA. Okay, and then um, we picked up one of these. This is an Orbit Reader um, 20, and maybe you can uh, briefly say what it is, and I'm gonna grab it real fast so you can show it. Yeah, that this is a USB device that when you plug it into a computer, you can have it work with screen reading software and it can output uh, Braille, and it has like, it's, it's not inexpensive, but it has, I think, 20 characters of Braille yeah. that it can output in a you know, two by right, four so grid. Here's the demo for it, which is like super cool. So I'm gonna press yeah. and hold it. Yeah, well, I'm gonna hold it to the side so you can see what's yeah. about to happen. Yeah. So when you press and hold the button, this starts it up. It does a quick test. And so that that's actually raised up. I don't know if you can yeah. see it that well. Yeah. But isn't that cool? And I'm gonna do that again. So what I want to do is make this so when you plug in a Circuit Python device, it'll um, Maybe the have REPL the REPL. Will, the re REPL come out. Yeah, this is going to be a Braille REPL. Oh, cool! That's the plan, and so um, we'll right. see. This is uh, neat. Yeah, it's super cool. All right. Okay. Next I up. I see you. Um, here's a video. This is uh, we're working on some cool stuff with our AR app. We have a you know if you have an iOS device. Go to the App Store and just download our um, any of the Adafruit apps. This one, 
will do things like show you the CPX profile, the copper top, and the solder paste, and the solder mask. Yeah, Ooh. so it's like 3D invisible PCB. Registration's yeah. pretty good too. I mean, look at it. it's like Not following. too shabby. Okay. Nice. Back in the vault. Oh, can I share something real fast on the overhead? Yeah. Um, let me just remind everybody, um, it's question time, go to Discord. That's pretty much where we can answer questions because there's like 80 chat rooms. Um, and you want to go to adafruit.it slash Discord, join all 13,000 of us over there, and we'll start answering your questions in a second. Here is your overhead shot. You oh, want? yeah. I want to show like this Bitsy wing. This is uh, yeah. something that Brian designed. So it's a Wi-Fi add-on. Again, it has that crypto chip, which is kind of nice. RGB LED U-blocks. Um, module with an ESP32 on it that's running um, the Nina firmware code um, that we have dubbed Airlift. And uh, you plug it onto your Itsy Bitsy and now you can have a little teeny Wi-Fi chip. Okay. Yay. All right, so load up your questions in Discord. Um, I'll, uh, I'll mention this about the um, Orbit Reader. Um, if you would like to help with this, um, we're going to get started on, um, we don't want to sign an NDA, so we're just going to figure out kind of how it all works on our own. Mm -hmm. And um, we're going to try to do a uh, microcontroller uh, friendly thing for it. So especially uh, with CircuitPython devices, like a Python REPL yeah. is, is going to be on, on here at all times. So we think we'll be able to do it. But if someone is really, really, really interested or even has access to one of these or wants to, to help do stuff, um, you're not a good old of me. Okay. Some people seemed like they were interested. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, have you have you found that more makers have moved on from Arduino to other languages, Python make code, etc.? Also, any plans for a Grand Central with the ESP32 coprocessor? Yes. In fact, um, our business relies on us knowing what people are doing and what they're going to do. So uh, most people have decided, hey, like, I know a scripting language like Python, I'd like to use that with electronics. And so we made sure we had something for all of them. All of our stuff still supports Arduino. And then, of course, if you're a beginner, um, you might start out with MakeCode. Maybe you want to move on to JavaScript. So you can do it that way. And then there's also static Python within MakeCode. But we've seen a huge shift over the last few years. The big shifts, I would say, is uh, one was to the Feather format. Um, so companies like Particle, it's Feather format. Um, yeah. We have two or 300 different feathers listed in awesome-feather on GitHub. Mm -hmm. So github.com slash adafruit slash awesome-feather. Um, that was a big move because it's smaller, has battery charging, has all those things that you want in a, in a form factor like that. Yeah. And then the other big move was microcontrollers are getting so fast that you really want a scripting language like Python. Also, IoT stuff. It kind of is a nightmare doing it in C. It's really hard to do it in so, C. And I've done a lot of IoT stuff in yeah. C. And if, if you compare all the Pi Portal projects that we've done, they're so easy because you can just parse JSON, you can do like file system storage, you can configure, you have a REPL that gives you output to tell you like yeah. if you can't connect to Wi-Fi. It's way, way, way easier in my opinion than any of the C yeah. examples. And I'll, you know, just straight up, if you look at what's going on in the industry, there is probably a fast chip, there might be a coprocessor, but the chips are so fast you probably want to use something like a Python-like language. And this is where everyone's moving to. And we saw this happening, or going to happen, a few years ago, and so that's where we moved stuff. So um, I would say there's never been more interest 
for scripting languages on microcontrollers and the, you know, just search around on your favorite Bing, DuckDuckGo, yeah. Google engine, and just look at every article about top programming languages and which ones are going up, and Python's always in there. Yeah. Um, next up, someone wanted to know, will we have a grand central with an ESP32? That's a good idea. Yeah. I haven't thought of one yet, but I think we could probably yeah. design We've something. We've done an airlift metro, so The airlift metros are good, but yes, I think, well, we had issues getting the chips for the grand central, which is why they were out of stock for a bit, but now I think we are able to keep them in stock. Yeah. So I feel comfortable designing. I don't want to design another board when it's just going to instantly be, like, unavailable. Yep. But yeah, now we have the airlift stuff going, I think designing one would be... Super cool. Why not? Okay. For what, now, you can just put the shield on. Okay, which is a better feather, the M0 Express or the M4 Express in a general way? The M4 will be much more powerful and have more memory. Okay. Um, if you're a beginner, uh, kind of of kind kind of advanced, do you need a oscilloscope? No. You don't need one. It, it helps, but yeah. you know you can pick one up. They aren't too expensive, only a couple hundred bucks. Um, once you feel like you're doing enough stuff that justifies it, you'll know. Okay, do we plan on streaming the other services? Yeah, we stream, in addition to um, what JMK listed, Facebook, Live, YouTube, Twitch, we also broadcast to Mixer and also to LinkedIn. Yeah. Next up, um, do you plan on translating some of your guides to Spanish? We'd very much like to. We're starting with all the translations for Circuit Python on the error messages that come out and everything we possibly can, because that's things that are built into firmware and yeah. stuff. Don't have an easy way to translate the guides. Uh, however, if you're interested in translating the guides, please feel free to like start out on like GitHub, and we could probably like look at it that way. Like I think we would probably want to have it in a way before we put it into a main guide or just translate a straight up guide. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would. The problem is like we couldn't. We have 1,952. Yeah. So it has to kind of be a bigger effort that's manageable. Um, and then Circuit Python on TNT4. Yeah. We think um, it'll be cool. The first start is would be teeny USBs, and we'll take a look at the feather adapter for TNC4. The feather adapter should just work. It should just work because it's the same pinout. Yeah. So try it out. Yeah, assume there'll be a, a TNC like feather, really. Like yeah, eventually, but for okay. now you can use the adapter. All right, let's uh, give some away. What do you want to give away this week? I thought we could give away a mask. And give away a mask? That's a big deal. It's a big deal. No. Yeah. Okay. You what are the rules? You'll get a monster mask. Um, first person to call the phone number that is on the screen. I will say ahoy ahoy and I will then ask you your name and where you're calling from and a project you're working on or you want to work on. And uh, if you're the first person to be able to perform all those tasks, you will win a monster mask. It's a pretty easy trivia question. Right? Yes. Okay, this is a phone number. Okay. So you'd, you'd win a mask. Yes. All right, while we're waiting, um, any recommendations for a buck boost converter to power Raspberry Pi, let's say at 5.2 volts, three amps? That's tough, I don't know of any. Offhand. That's why a lot of people like these battery packs. They just kind of do everything for you. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, Mr. for putting up some oscilloscopes that people might want for a budget device you recommended. Yeah. Analog Discovery 2. It's oscilloscope, logic analyzer, and more. And you can get good discounts. Yes. Okay. Uh, and let's see what else here. Will there ever be 36 and 48... Um, pixel rings. Yeah. Maybe. Sure. 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 Why not? Sure. I'll think about it. Okay. Okay. Phone. Call this phone number. Yeah, I put the phone in the the phone number in the chat, and so. Oh. oh. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's ringing. 
Okay, good to go. Pick it up. Ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. Hello, congratulations. You've managed to call the phone number on your screen into Ask Engineer, and all you have to do is tell me your name and where you're calling from. Hi, I'm Juan. <laughs> Sorry, what's your name? I, I am Juan. Oh, Juan, from the show that you, you showed yeah, up here. Yeah, 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 that was great. Yeah, congratulations. Well, uh, congratulations for calling in and winning the prize. We're going to send you a monster mask. All you have to do is email support at adafruit.com, S-U-P-P-O-R-T at adafruit.com, um, or have a, uh, a person, an older person, if you're under 14, to uh, do that. And tell them you've won a product number 4343, and they will send that to you. Okay, so I just have to email and tell them that I win. And yeah, they have a parent email. Send me. Yeah, I have a parent, if a guardian email, if you're a younger person. So, oh, okay. Because you have to, we'll have to get your email, your your email and your address, of course, to send it to you. So make sure your your guardian knows about that. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, email support at adafruit.com. S u p p o r t at adafruit.com. And what's a project you're working on? You're working on the arm. What's the next step for the robot arm? Um. Probably like just make the whole hand and also like kind of make like the whole arm because I really want to do that. <laughs> okay, you're gonna make a robo wand, which is cool. Uh, okay, well congratulations. Yeah. Email support Afu to get your prize and thank you for calling and come back on show and tell. It was great having you. Thank you okay. so much. Good night, Wan. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay. Yeah, that was cool. A winner. Oh, what exciting! What exciting! Night. You know, this is just the, the the world that's possible right now. You can be a young person. You can show your project on a show and tell. Yeah. Delight thousands of people around the world. Watch a cool show about electronics and then win this uh, electronic mask. Yeah. That's super neat. This is great. I I can be asleep now. You wouldn't know. Yeah. I'm okay. Like, I'm so tired, um, but I look awake. Quick question before we wrap it up. Yeah. Um, what do you think the fastest SPI frequency? To drive an ST7735 or ST7789 safely with the Teensy 4. Tried 40 megahertz and it seemed to work. 40 megahertz is okay. We, we're driving these at 50 megahertz and they're okay, but above that is tough. I don't, I don't think you can go above 50. But these are being driven right now at 50. Okay. So, so it does work. Are we going to be doing CircuitPython for the STM32 chips? Yeah. Um, yeah maybe. Yeah. All right, yes. Okay. All right. I like how I look so interested in everything. <laughs> Yeah, this all is right. Great. Thanks, everybody. Um, all right. So that's our show for tonight. Thank you, everybody. Um, thanks to all the Adafruit team members behind the scenes. Takara is behind the scenes tonight. All the Adafruit remote folks, all the Adafruit community members and people in Discord helping things go and keeping it a nice, safe place. I tell you, folks, this little Adafruit community that we have going on is is the special is the only island of sanity out there. It's true. I'm, I'm here to tell you. This this is what a sane I, person looks like. I can't do a lot about the rest of the world, but we can make this thing work out this, together. This is normal. So keep making and sharing, everyone. Um, don't forget, the mask is the code. It supports all these cool folks and more. And These uh, folks who are making these masks today. Yeah, they're making these today. Um, we'll be back next week, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time for show and tell, 8 p.m. for Ask an Engineer. Here is your moment of Zener. Bye, everybody. Bye.